But I want to talk a little bit about de-streaming in high school and also some of the promises we've heard about education in this election campaign. De-streaming is where uh, what the Ontario uh, Education Ministry is saying is that we're going to stop this thing of segregating kids into a university grade, a university path and a lower path because there's all kinds of uh, inherent uh, racism and all kinds of other bad outcomes from it. Annie Kidder is Executive Director of People for Education. Always great to talk to you, Annie. How are you? I am very well. Thank you very much, Alan. Thank uh, you for having me. Well, I appreciate you being here. Uh, how's this going, by the way, the elimination of de-streaming? Uh, bumpily, let's put it that way. So it is incredibly important that we do this. So nobody's saying stop. Um, it's, you know, many, many, many of us have been, you know, advocating for this for years, but we, first of all, in case nobody's noticed, we're in a pandemic. Uh, so we all know all of the various kind of disruptions that were happening in schools because of the pandemic. But I think what's, uh, surprised us when we asked principals, we, uh, survey the principals all across the province every year about implementing just the first step in de-streaming. So this year, just grade nine math was all put together in one course so that kids weren't weren't streamed in exactly the way you described. And they said, A, the timelines were sh really short, so they didn't get the new curriculum till June, very little time to prepare. Um, and that the, 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 you know, one principal said, this was the worst rollout of a curriculum change I've been involved with since I began in education in 1997. So not a good review. Um, they weren't communicated with well. There wasn't enough kind of collaboration in terms of how can we make this happen. Most schools had professional development for teachers or teacher training, except they all said, yes, it was there, but it was kind of piecemeal and messy and teachers were dealing with a lot of other things at the same time. Um, and, and we also saw differences really, even depending on the sort of average income level of the school community. So messy at needs needs work because all of the courses are going to be de-streamed in the fall and we need to make sure they, the government and school boards and everybody needs to make sure they're working together to make it uh, work to make it more effective. Can we just zero in on lower income neighborhoods and why they were having worse outcomes? Well, so to begin with, you know, it, kids are more likely to be streamed into what's called the applied stream or lower income neighborhoods were more likely to have a high proportion of kids streamed into uh, this, you know, so-called lower stream. Um, and then, so we looked at things like class sizes, for instance, there's lots of evidence to, that says that uh, smaller class sizes are particularly important for, or uh, provide the biggest advantage for students who are socially or economically disadvantaged. But what surprised us in our, in our study was that it was actually the schools in the high-income neighborhoods, they were more likely to have small class sizes for de-streamed courses than the schools in the low-income neighborhoods. So things like that need to be sorted out. Why was that true and how can we, how can we fix that? Annie, uh, speaking with Annie Kidder, Executive Director for People for Education, uh, we're in the midst of an election campaign. The uh, promises are coming fast and furious. I think for <laughs> I, maybe it's just me because I I got I have got one in grade eleven and another one going into high school and so this promise about grade thirteen uh, coming back at least for four years that's the liberal promise. I'm what did you make of that? 
Well, it is hard in an election because everybody's looking for the kind of headline promise. Um, I'm not even sure if they said specifically grade 13. But so, you know, there is a kind of, there's a sort of simplisticness to election promises. I hope that what was really meant there was that we have to make sure that we're leaving flexibility in the system uh, for to be able to overcome some of the problems that happened during the pandemic. Right now in Ontario, in education, you can take a fifth year of high school, but boards are, are dinged, so to speak, that's a technical term, um, in terms of how much money they get um, for kids that are taking more than 34 credits. So you just need 30 credits to graduate. So I think what the Liberals are saying was, let's leave this open a bit more. Let's fund boards completely, even if kids are taking more than 34 credits. And it's one way uh, to, to deal with all of the you know, the loss of so much that kids have, that have happened to kids who, well, who are in high school or going through any of the transitions. I think we've been looking for a comprehensive plan to, you know, the pandemic had a huge impact on everybody, all of us, but on kids, maybe especially in terms of what they've lost over the last more than two years. So maybe that's one component of a plan, but it is really important that there's an overall comp comprehensive plan and that there's just not one thing that anybody thinks is going to be, you know, the kind of quick fix for what happened. Annie, always great to talk to you. Please be well. Thank you very much. That's yep. Annie Kidder, who's executive director of People for Education, knows more about the education system than I think anybody in this province uh, and always a great resource for the media. So I've always appreciate that.